It's not always the big things that change the world. It's the small acts of kindness that happen repeatedly over a lifetime that make the world a better place. So every week we share a story of someone like you who is doing good in the world in their own way. Welcome to Doing Good with Carmen Herbert. Hi, everyone. I'm Carmen Herbert, and welcome to the Doing Good podcast, exclusive to our Turtle House I'm so excited to have on the show with me, Becca Jackson from If The Cookie Fits. So Becca and I have known each other for a few years. I know you more than you know me because I go to all your classes yeah. <laughs> and follow you on Instagram. So I feel like um, we're best friends and I totally know you. Um, we have some kind of fun connections through our husband and through other friends. But Becca is a mom of three girls. She's a fitness instructor, a dang good one at that, a wife. Oh, and she loves being able to teach, encourage, and motivate others to being healthy and happy. Specifically, she helps people count and track their macros and live a full lifestyle being the best they can be. So Becca, welcome to Doing Good. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Thank you. I am excited to talk with you. So for those of us who are new or don't really understand fully what it is you do, can you talk to us briefly about counting macros, being a macro coach, what exactly that is and does for us. Okay. So I, let's take a step back to kind of just getting married. I was married at 19. So I was married young. Teen and mom. I know. No, no, that was a teen mom. Teen, teen marriage. Oh, teen wife. Teen wife. That's yes. right. But then, yeah, we waited about four years till we had our first daughter. But I just, okay. I never really fully understood nutrition or taking care of, or paying attention to what I ate. Like we were very active. My husband and I ran a marathon. We trained for several half marathons, but we just never ate well. And anyway, it wasn't until after I had my third daughter that I realized that I needed to change some things up if I wanted to be healthier, to have more energy. And maybe along with that, I could lose some weight you know, and try and get in just to a better, healthier state. And um, so that's when I realized I needed to buckle down on my nutrition. And let's, I also want to preface it with saying that macro counting is not for everyone, but for me, it was awesome because I, I have a very like mathematical mind, I guess you could say, like, I love having a problem and I love having an answer. Like I love having exact you know, I like, I love Tetris. I love, you know, so that's kind of how my mind works. And so, I mean, I have several friends that have tried counting macros and they can't do it because they're like, that's just, it's too stressful and it's too hard. But for me, I like love putting the puzzle pieces together and seeing this complete piece at the end of the day. Okay. So, so yeah. So what macro counting is rather than just counting calories you are you are keeping track of the specific amount of protein and carbs and fats that your body needs and and that's different for everyone depending on your age and your weight and how active you are um so it's it's finding you know that kind of healthy balance of having enough protein and enough fats and enough carbs rather than feeling like we have to avoid carbs or avoid fats, but making sure that you're eating enough. The right amounts. Yeah. So you, I, you were nice enough to do this for me. So I sent you my age and weight not numbers and everything. And you calculated my macros yes. <laughs> and I did it for like a week and I lost like three pounds and I was yeah. so happy. And then I got 
so overwhelmed with entering everything. Yeah. Like I mm-hmm. was like a pat of butter and okay, I had a scoop of sugar totally. and, and I got overwhelmed. So then I stopped uh-huh. and I'm back to feeling like, okay, I want a change. I want to do this. The thing I love about macro counting is that nothing is off limits. If you want a bowl of ice cream right. at the end of the day, you yeah. enter that. I would enter that first. So I know uh-huh. so that's know what I want. Coming. I know yeah, it's coming. Totally. And then I, and I, like you said, Tetris, everything else around yeah. that bowl of ice cream. But for those of us that have done it or maybe want to do it, have been overwhelmed. What was the secret to sticking with it for you? I love on your Instagram, you're like, you, you are very honest and open about your fitness journey. And you said it was one stinking pound a week. Yes. Like, yeah. Tiny, it tiny at a time. Yes. I think that's the biggest thing is that people want fast and quick results. They're like, yep. if I'm putting in all this time and effort, I want fast and quick results. But kind of, I had to shift. It's a, just a perspective shift of, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to hurry and fit into a dress for a wedding, but it was trying to create a lifestyle that I could then live the rest of my life that I was learning how to eat. I was learning about the food I was already eating and it was just learning. So I feel, so kind of my process, this was about three years ago. So I specifically tracked, tracked for like four or five months and, you know, pretty religiously. And that was it is I, I never, ever lost more than one pound a week. And, but I mean, if you go for 20 weeks that adds up, you know, right. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's realizing that there's never, ever like a finish line to your health, that it shouldn't be a six week program and an eight week program. And then you're done. It's a matter of taking it a day at a time, a week at a time of learning and creating new habits that you can keep long-term. And so like I tell people, I'm like, if you want to never, ever eat sugar ever again, then yes, cut it out of your diet and you'll see lots of great things. But for me, that's where my name, if the cookie fits come from, Carmen, like you were saying that like, it's, I take, I pre-track two cookies every morning and then I would have them sometime during that day. Sometimes I didn't have them. Sometimes I didn't, but I, if I wanted to, I could make the cookie fit. And so anyway, so I did that, you know, for a good four to five months, but then I got to a point where I realized I want to create a lifestyle. I don't want to be dependent on numbers the rest of my life. And so then I started increasing my calories and I slowly started weaning off tracking and kind of noticed that a lot of this was, it was creating a habit, you know, learning portion sizes and learning, um, I need protein every time I eat and, you know, to skip carbs in one meal so I can enjoy them later. And so I really actually haven't even tracked for over two years. I was going to ask you that. I was going to say, can you get to a point where you're not so dependent on tracking your macros that it's just intuitive that you know how to eat? Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't tracked it all in two years. And I think I, a good, um, kind of parallel for people to look at it is like a college course. Say if you can dive in, sign up for the course, study, practice, like work hard for those three to four months and then you apply it to your life. So it's, I feel like it's taking the time to dedicate to learning what you can about food and how to read a nutrition label and serving sizes and really pay attention to that. And, yeah. you know, but then at the same time, like there's holidays and weekends and to not feel like you have to be on 
every second of the day, you know, like okay. give yourself some wiggle room, like, you know, take a deep breath, going back to your original question of like, when it's feeling overwhelming, you're not trying to be perfect. It's a matter of being better than you were yesterday. You know, okay. learning, learning a few more things that you didn't know, or you didn't understand that you can now apply going forward. So, so when you talked briefly about you, you got married and I was 20, by the way, not much older. Yeah. <laughs> we went on a cruise for our honeymoon and Brad had to sign my waiver because I'm under oh, 21. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, I am married. I'm a wife, but yeah, baby, baby so wife. So I, so you said you, you got married and you had a couple kids and, and like all of us moms who we, we, we would give anything for our kids and we quite yeah. literally sacrifice our bodies and Physically, our mental, yeah. physical mm -hmm. health to have and bear and raise them. And, and of course we would do it all again, but there comes a point and mine was after my fourth, just this last one mm -hmm. is I felt like, okay, my body is different, but not just physically. Of course yeah. it is. Things mm -hmm. have settled and gravity's pulled things down right. and, <laughs> and, and stretch. Uh -huh. and, that, and that's normal and it's okay. And it's the scars right. of motherhood and I'm proud of them. But mentally and emotionally, I have felt the most unhealthy. And I know COVID's played into that for yeah. sure. And just, but I have stopped working out as much as I used to. Yeah. And then I trained for a half marathon just barely and got one of my fastest times. I lost not one pound, of course. nothing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but the first time I, I did, I've done five now, the first half marathon, I lost 15 pounds. Right. So I'm like, how can I do the exact how same thing with my body? Yeah. And I, and I know, I know it's my nutrition. And so what was the tipping point for you? What was it? You looked in the mirror one day and you're like, I am unhappy. Or was it you, you were crying a lot or, or emotional or like, yeah. what was it for you that was like, I am done living this way? It was, it was two things, both physical and mental. Uh, physically, I remember going to H&M, my daughter, let's see my baby. She was like four months old and there were not any pants in the whole store that fit me. <laughs> and that, so physically I'm like, oh. I can't buy pants. And I remember <sighs> buying a men's pair of sweats and I was like, cool, that's fine. And it was, so it was physically, it's like, okay, I want to be able to shop in a store. So yes. physically I knew that I, you know, I had to work hard and, but then also mentally I, I was tired, you know, and just as any new mom is, but it was realizing that yes, tired from not sleeping well, but tired because I couldn't think straight and I didn't have the energy that I needed and really wanted. And I realized watching, I had these three daughters that I'm like, I want them to have me be able to run around with them and to throw them and play with them. And I wanted that like physical, fun, young mom life. And, yeah. and I realized that nothing was holding me back, but me. And I knew that in order to make a change, there was nothing anyone else could do or say that I had to decide to do it and that I wasn't going to do it for anyone else. I wasn't going yeah. to do it for a pant size or for a weight number, but to create a healthy lifestyle that we could run outside and play. And it was okay that we could all play and I didn't have to watch from the sidelines. And that was, that was a lifestyle choice that I really, I really wanted. And I knew I had to work for it. Um, and it was possible, you know, and I feel like part of the other mental place 
is that I wasn't happy. And I think this is where it's hard for anyone that has known me in the last two to three years. They're like, oh, Becca's so optimistic. She's always so happy. And I'm like, okay, but yeah. if you knew me five years ago, <laughs> you wouldn't say that. I was very pessimistic. I always, I was very negative. And I was always thinking, you know, like I, well, even my sister got me a, a plaque that said, it is what it is. Cause I always said that I would, I would always say, well, it is what it is. Just kind of like, well, it just sucks too bad. Whatever. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. It is what it is. And I just, I said it all the time. I was just very pessimistic and a negative anyway. When I realized having these three girls, my oldest daughter was five at the time. She, she started sounding like me, meaning she was yelling and she was screaming and she was throwing fits and she would say phrases that I'm like, I said that she sound, you know, and I was hearing this come out of her and I said, Oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? Like, this is not the example. Sorry. <laughs> I was oh. like, this is not the example that I want. And so I think that was, so it was this turning point. I remember laying in bed. My husband was getting to go to work, getting ready to go to work. My baby was screaming in her crib and my five-year-old was out there yelling at her two-year-old sister. And I remember having this moment where I turned to my husband, sorry. <laughs> and I said, I'm like, Ryan, you can't go to work today. I'm like, I, I can't do this. And he, he just looked at me and he said, but you have to, you have to figure out how to do this. And, um, and it was, it was that turning point where like choosing to get out of bed that moment was like, okay, like my family needs me, my kids need me and they don't need a skinny mom. They don't need, like, they don't care. My kids have never, you know, commented on, you know, skinny or this or that, but they, right. needed, they needed a healthy and a happy mom. And, yes. and so it was that turning point that we started regularly going to the gym. They went in kids club and I went to classes and it just became part of our routine. And, you know, we all tried and trying to make it a family effort of like, we all had our own water bottles. We needed to drink more water. We needed to, you know, and making it not just about me and like my special little Tupperware dinners, but it was as a family, we needed to eat better and make better choices. So I think that was a big thing that helped in kind of along the journey was not just like mom and her special diet. It was making a lifestyle for our family so that we can all learn how to make these healthier choices that when you're hungry, you should eat something that will fill you up. You know, so we talk a lot about like in our family, we talk about our happy bellies, you know, not talking about like that. fruits and veg. It's not, you know, not specifically like good or bad food, Yes, is your tummy content and full and happy. And, and there's a lot of times, you know, where my daughter will eat like a huge bowl of ice cream and I'm like, is your tummy happy? Like, no, I no. ate too much, you know? So I think <laughs> it's like, it's helping them, helping them at a young age that I'm like, ice cream's not bad, but if you eat too much, then your tummy's not going to be happy. And so like, yes. we kind of started using a lot of that verbiage in our house of just like being happy and healthy and that nothing was good or bad, but we had to, in order for our tummies to be happy, we had to eat some veggies and some chicken, but also for our tummies to be happy, we ate cookies, you know? And yes. so, but and maybe not. <laughs> right. So, oh, anyway, I'm so. so 
grateful for you, Becca, for sharing and for being so vulnerable because it's so hard. It's so hard being a mom. It just is. And and like you yeah. said, our kids don't care anything about what we say, but they watch what what we do. Yes. And they, yeah. my boys, same thing, will mimic. And they've, they'll say things to each other. Ah, oh, you're such an idiot. And I'm like, where have you heard that? And then when I'm driving sometimes, oh my You're God. driving? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, it's me. Same thing. Like I am, I am, I'm negative. And, and they, they yeah. what we say and they will absorb our lifestyle. My grandma, I, I went up to Bountiful. That's where my grandma lives. And she's yeah. like one of the most amazing women in my lives. I look up to her so much in, in, in my life. And she has been the best example and influence on me. And I go to her a lot when I need just like reassurance that I'm, I'm okay. I'm doing right. okay. Uh-huh. Totally. And I was thinking to her about all of this. I'm unhappy with the way I look. I'm unhappy with the way I'm acting. I'm unhappy with my kids. I'm unhappy with this. And I just was venting to her yeah. and she's like, same thing. She said, Carmen, if you, if you want to change, then do it. Like right. it's, it's, you have the power. And if you want your kids to read their scriptures more then watch, have yeah. them watch you read your scriptures. If totally. you want yell less, then you talk kinder. If you mm-hmm. want them to be, serve each other and love each other, then have them watch you serving others. And I'm like, it's such a simple, easy thing. And I know it, but for some reason it, it just was very impactful for me. And hit yeah. me. it was like, totally. yeah, that's true. I need, I need to be that example. And you are setting your girls up for such a healthy lifestyle, especially girls. Oh, I, I'm yeah. completely of you. I have four boys and you have all the girls. <laughs> yeah. so I'm teaching my boys to love and respect girls how they are and, and yeah. to teach them to, it's totally different. You are raising girls to, to love their bodies and to mm-hmm. have a relationship with themselves. And I love how you just reiterate. It's not about how, how, what size you are. Right. Not, it doesn't, cause we're all different anyway. And yeah. we're made different. It's about being healthy and yeah. being Mentally healthy and strong and yeah, happy. And I actually, I got rid of our scale in our house. I haven't weighed myself in over two years. Oh my God. We were just in a a hotel this last weekend and my seven-year-old daughter says, mom, what is that? And I just like started crying. I'm like, it's a scale. You don't know what a scale is. And, but it like made me happy that I'm like, and I'm like, well, I'm like, that's how you weigh yourself, you know? And she's like, well, why, why is there a scale here? <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, cause it doesn't matter what it, what we weigh, does it? She's like, no. And, and so I think, you know, and I will say, I mean, it was helpful to have a scale while I had weight loss goals, you know, so right. I could kind of keep it in check. But yeah. once I got to that point where I was trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle, I didn't need a scale to let me know that my pants were getting tighter and I don't need a number to depict my worth. And I don't need to wake up in the morning and say, I'm a pound heavier than yesterday. Cause guess what? That's not going to change how I eat today because every single day I'm going to try my best. I'm still know I need protein. I still know I need whole foods and fruits and veggies. So no matter what happened yesterday, you always have a clean slate and every day is a new day and it's not going to change choices what I make because I can only do the best that I can today and worrying about yesterday is not going to improve today. It's true. And it's such a challenge. It's so hard not to do that. I love that you got rid of your scale. I, so many times when I, when I've hopped on the scale, it's, it's not about 
how much I weigh. I feel it's like a measurement of my worth. Like it's measuring ah, totally. my worth. Like, oh, I'm look at me. I'm I'm gaining weight. And and some of it, the thing is too, is there's so many things that are out of our control and yeah. that our bodies fluctuate and it has exactly. nothing to do with what we're mm-hmm. doing or how we're eating. Some things are just like, oh, it's our body's holding on to stress more or or mm-hmm. we were on a medication or we were overwhelmed or whatever. Yeah. We're on our periods, you know? Right. Like it's just yeah. It's, like, it's not, and it's not always fat, you know, that it's like, right. I yep. like, it's hard when people come home from vacation, they're like, I gained five pounds over the weekend on vacation. Like, or your body's just retaining a lot more water because you probably had more salty foods from eating out right. so much. So that's why I just, it's way too, way too much for my brain. And so I just, anyway, it was super healthy. That was probably one of the best decisions I ever made was just to get rid of it. And I mean, and if you need to go to the gym, use theirs, go to the doctor, what, you know, but I felt like, I'm like, I don't need to know a number in order to change my lifestyle. So I love that. So how, how do you do it then, Becca? Like what, what is it? How do you make, after you've made that decision, my life, I'm going to transition. How do you get your buns to the gym and start <laughs> working out? Like that is my big, yeah. like, honestly, sometimes this may sound so silly. Like I went on a run today and, yeah. and I've been like walking and just dumb things lately, but the thought of running, it, it makes me cry. Like that's mm-hmm. where I, I get emotional. I'm like, it's like this physical barrier. It's like, I can't, I can't. Mm-hmm. And I know I'll feel better after. And yeah. I know it's better for my body. And I know mentally it will help me. But yeah. the thought of getting there is sometimes so overwhelming. I, totally. I, mean, I just want to stay. How do you get past that? I think the one kind of phrase that helped me kind of jumpstart, you know, that day I had in my bed where I just like had to flip my switch and commit to it was the quote I saw was what would happen if I did not give up. And I had always given up. I had always tried eating healthier, tried doing this for a few days. I'm like, eh, I'm okay. Or, you know, I would always make excuses that it was too hard. It took too time, too much time. It was too expensive or too, all these things. But I was thinking more negative thoughts about myself, or I was feeling guilty about what I ate. I was already thinking about that anyway. So what I realized was what if I changed all of my energy and all of my thoughts from thinking I'm not thin enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not, I don't have energy, I'm so tired, I'm so this, that instead of consuming my mind with all those negative things, I just shifted it to I'm hungry. Okay, I need to eat something that will make me feel good. Or if I'm feeling tired, I just need to go for a walk and get my blood flowing. Like I just tried to shift all those negative thoughts to filling my mind with, you know, like what, what are we doing for dinner? What I just tried to change it to a more positive mindset of things I can do rather than letting the thoughts overpower what I can't control. And so, I mean, it is a lot of a mental game there, but, um, one thing I actually did, I forgot to mention this too, is kind of when I started that is people think journal and they feel like they have to like write this big, long love letter every, you know, big letter. Yeah. (laughs) But what I did is I had a little notebook and every night I would even only write like a line or two of something like I did this today and it worked great. Or like I added, you know, extra chicken to this meal and it was awesome to get in more protein. Or I, 
had way too many fries at di- at dinner tonight and I had a huge stomach ache. That even just writing like a one-liner of like, what's my takeaway from today? What did I learn today that I can do better tomorrow? And I think that's what, you know, that's why it's called building a healthy lifestyle is because you have to slowly take those, you know, building blocks. And sometimes yes. we go a little bit sideways and we're not really going up. And that's right. okay too, you know, but as long as we're not kicking those blocks down, and holding ourselves back. Um, but just focusing on your progress on making better decisions and not being perfect. Like literally yeah. yesterday, I had drive through for all three meals, <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner. And, <laughs> and it was just one of those days where I was like, you know what? And, and this is kind of our tagline that's kind of become a normal thing in our home is it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. If you have a day where you eat McDonald's and Neaters and Slim Chickens, like it's fine. The yeah. biggest thing is not creating a habit out of it because yes. you can, you can, the, those things happen. Universe happens, you know, but it's yep. also creating habits is another thing. And so it's making an effort. So this morning I woke up and I had a protein shake and I already had my eggs and toast and already starting off the day on a fresh new start, not worrying yep. about yesterday but just working on progress every day doesn't have to be perfect, but just trying to do better than yesterday. So I love that because so often I feel like, well, I haven't worked out at all this week, so I may as well just start next week. And it's like, that's the dumbest mentality. Right. Why not start today? Yeah. yeah. Next week there's nothing to do with like today is a new day, but sometimes you do, you get into the rut thinking, well, I ate so bad yesterday. I may as well eat bad mm-hmm. today. Yeah. But yesterday shouldn't have anything. It should, every day should be new. So yeah. do you feel like it's, um, because no foods are off limits and you do have French fries and hamburgers and things, Mm -hmm. even though you're not cutting anything out naturally, once you see the macronutrients of all of these foods, you are naturally making healthier choices with what you're eating. Like, is it, is it kind of a natural progression? Yes. Because it's more just like information. I feel of it more of like a trade-off. Like let's just, for example, say you have 150 grams of carbohydrates every day, 150. Yeah. So if I look at a nutrition label and I see that this bowl of pasta is 60 carbs, I'm like, oh, that's more than a third of my day. It's it's just choosing whether you want to do that or not. And I'm like, you yeah. know what? Okay, if I'm going to have that pasta for dinner, then I'm probably going to have a salad at lunch that has no carbs. Yeah. Because and- then it will all work out just fine. And so I think it's using that information to make to help make powerful decisions that it's knowledge is power. That's where that tagline comes from. That learning about what you're eating will help you, you know, make this trade-off and decide is it worth it or not. Like I've literally had like cookies or treats before where I'm like, mm, is anyone going to see me spit this out? Because it's not <laughs> worth it. Or you know what I mean? But it's like, right. if I'm going to eat a cookie, you better believe it's going to be a good one. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. And a yeah. good cookie. Yes. And so it's, it's making sure that what you're eating is worth it and that you can sit down and take the time to enjoy it. And, um, you know, and not just mindlessly eating or just not really paying attention, but like consciously looking at your plate and saying, okay, I've got, you know, I've got this and it's good balanced meal. Um, you know, and once again, not stressing too much about it, but overall, you know, making this a good kind of balanced decision through the day. So, so how you have an awesome, I think awesome Instagram following 
And oh. so like, I mean, thousands, <laughs> 25,000 people. So mm. how did this tell me about how you were guided to go from this is my individual journey, my lifestyle change to now, how can I use this to benefit others and for others to benefit from what I have learned from this? Okay. Yeah. I, so I first started the, the Instagram page when I started teaching fitness classes, cause I'm like, okay, I want a place where I can share my schedule, where I'm teaching. But then that was also while I was macro counting and I found all these fun new recipes or that I could use plain Greek yogurt instead of sour cream, or I could, you know, cause it has more protein and less fat and finding these like fun new trade-offs of like this healthier lifestyle. So I just started sharing some recipes and, but then, so that's kind of like my fitness and food, but then also a huge component of my life was my family and, you know, like the other part that makes me happy. And so then I started sharing kind of every Sunday or every couple of weeks, trying to share a quote from a church leader or just a positive, optimistic thought, because that is once again, that as you talk to people about their body image or about creating this healthy lifestyle, it's always comes off as negative, that yeah. it's a negative thing, that it's hard and that, you know, it's sacrifices and it was always negative. And I'm like, you know what? I want to create a space where changing your lifestyle and making healthier decisions should be an awesome, positive thing. And yes. that you should feel good about yourself and that you're not hating yourself in the process, but literally enjoying the journey because the journey is going to go up and down no matter what. So you might as well say, oh, okay, I'm going to enjoy this low because I know a high is coming. And so I think finding, finding the positivity through it all, but, um, and also just trying to replace those negative thoughts with the positive ones. And so I just really want to create that space of just like, yes, you can do this. It's not impossible. It doesn't yeah. have to be done in four weeks and then check it off your list. But like, we have to keep going, you know, and I started that Instagram three years ago and it's like, here I am still eating a lot of the same foods, still working yeah. out, still trying to be positive that it's never, you're never one and you're never done, you know, that yeah. it's something you have to keep going for. And the second part that I really wanted to push and create this account that was a little different was to have a fitness account where I could be fully clothed in my pictures. <laughs> you know, I feel like a lot of fitness was like, oh my gosh, there's so much skin and body showing. Yes. And, and so I wanted to create a space that like my daughters could look at my account and not be embarrassed by the pictures I was posting because I felt like a lot in the fitness community was just showing off their abs and their skin and their body. I was like, there's a difference between showing off and motivating people. And that's yes. where I was hoping that I could, not that I was going to like change the world, but like at least change a perspective that like you can be healthy and encouraging without making other people feel bad about themselves. And yes. that's where I think it's so important in the fitness industry is to not walk into a room or to post a picture and say, look at me, I'm better than you. But to right. say, hey, I've worked hard and you can too. And so that's really where I've been trying to focus this energy and in this, in my posts and what I do that it's not, it's not all about me, me, me and what I've done, but it's like, Hey, come on, let's do this. You know, Let, that so. is what I love so much about your account is it's like, let's do this together. Look what I've done and yeah. you can do this too. It's so mm -hmm. hopeful and encouraging. And, and I don't look at your account and think, 
I hate myself because of how you look. It's it's completely different. It's it's inspiring. It's not comparing, like you said, like, oh, look, I will never be like that. Right. Because you do yeah. it in such an an authentic, open, beautiful way that is all about body love and self-love. And and you can do it. And my very favorite post was just your recent one. And I want to read just a little bit and, and, and you guys can check it out. It, it, her um, tag is if the cookie fits on Instagram and you have a picture of yourself in the mirror. And it said this morning, I set several alarms to get my tired body out of bed to teach at 6am. I was tiptoeing around my house in the dark, trying not to wake anyone up. And I saw my reflection and then stood there for a minute. Tears came to my eyes as I realized how far I've come, not just physically, but mentally. It wasn't a feeling of pride and vanity, but a moment of gratitude, a moment to appreciate my health, my strength, and my ability to get out of bed. A moment to think about the ups and downs that have gotten me to a healthy place mentally and physically, to walk into a room and feel confident with no reason to compare myself in the room. It's just me versus me. I'm so grateful for that day, like you told me, <laughs> when I told myself what would happen if I didn't give up. And I read that and I'm like, okay, we we really are just all in this together. And it's about helping each other and, and doing that through love. And you can feel how much love you have for yourself in that post. And it wasn't like, I'm so disgusting. I, I, I'm so glad I'm not... I'm, I don't weigh what I did anymore. I'm so glad I, it was like, look at how, how incredible my body is and, and, and mentally and look where I've come. And yeah. it's so inspiring for us to, and for me to be like, wow, you know what, what can happen if, if we just don't give up and, and, mm -hmm. and if we love ourselves. And I think, I think personally, heavenly father is, is wants us to be happy. And he's so happy when we when we give our bodies and our, and, and our minds credit for what they're capable of doing. Totally. And yeah. Satan's the one that's like, hate yourself. Don't like yourself. And especially moms and especially now, because yeah. there are so many fitness accounts and, and, and ways to compare ourselves to others. And I don't look like that. And I'm not like that, right. but I love that you were just like, I'm just so grateful that I was able to get out of that space and now, and now give hope to other women too. Yeah. Totally. I, yeah, it's been, I know I just, I cried myself <laughs> to read it. And honestly, I feel like there's times where I will write a post and then I'll go back through and read it and be like, where did that come from? Like that didn't come from me. And, um, I think that's part of, you know, like true inspiration that heavenly father is trying to use me for a voice, you know, often that like the message yes. is for myself too. Um, yes. those vul vulnerable posts that I post are usually in the time that I'm in the most negative space myself and I need to kick myself out of it. And, um, and it is, it's those moments where you're, you know, start to get down on yourself and you need to pick it up. And that's something that I like to share and motivate people with is like, you need to be your own biggest cheerleader. You need yes. to be, you need to be the biggest cheerleader, not your friend, not likes or comments on Instagram saying that you're this or that but you need to decide first and not rely on that validation from anyone else. Because like you're saying that it's no positive, no negative thought is going to be coming from heavenly father who loves no. you and cares about you. No. It's going to be Satan who truly wants to drag you down and he doesn't want you to get out and help and inspire. And he doesn't want you to be happy. And so yep. he's going to do anything he can 
to keep you home in bed and feeling sorry for yourself. And so it is, it's true. It's like that choice to get out of bed. It's like, take that Satan, not today, you know, and so I'm going to the gym. I'm eating healthy. Yep. So doing things that, you know, are going to make you happy and, um, yeah, not letting the negative come in and take over. So, and it happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. We all have those thoughts and and we all get tempted. The, the, the most fit and the least fit among us. Like we're all, we all have those thoughts. And so I love that there's a space on social media where we can go to be motivated and inspired for healthy living in all aspects. Your account has all of it physically, mentally, emotionally, even spiritually. And I'm so grateful for you, Becca, and for taking the time to talk to us today and for sharing your light with others. I definitely feel like you have been guided to create this account and to help others. And I'm very grateful for you. So thank you so much for coming on with me today. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me share this part about me. So I'm so grateful. It was, it was awesome talking with you. So if, if you guys want to check out more about what Becca does and, and her lifestyle or about macros, go to if the cookie fits on Instagram, and then you can click on the link and you can download a macro um, workbook. Um, You can get started yourself with, with counting macros. And if that's not for you, there's all sorts of recipes and and ideas on healthy living too. Yes. Yeah. Cause I also have the lifestyle guide for those that don't want to do specific macros. It's more of just how to make healthy life choices in kind of the same mentality without strict numbers. So there's one for awesome. both personalities. So <gasps> I might need that one. I might need to <laughs> yeah, get that one for you. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Becca. And thanks everyone for listening. Check out more Doing Good podcasts right here on the Our Turtle House app. Tell your friends and family, and we hope to see you next week. Not see you, but I hope you can come tune in and you can listen to us (laughs) prattle on next week. I'm Carmen Herbert. Thanks you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of doing good with Carmen Herbert available exclusively inside our turtle house at our turtle house. There's something for the whole family from full leg talks that you can't get anywhere else from some of your favorite speakers to fun family home evening lesson plans that follow the come follow me curriculum. There's even short daily devotionals made specifically for your teens Plus, you can get two months free when you sign up for an annual plan. Just go to OurTurtleHouse.com to get started. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here for another episode of Doing Good next week.